how it's said. If I go, I see you. Like I, I'm watching. <laughs> like I'm watching you, brother. But, but if I don't understand context, <laughs> and I responded how I did, which was, <laughs> I see you. I'm yeah. watching you. Con- yeah, confirm. Wow. I am watching you. That's so nice I have of evidence. you. you. I have you, evidence. You feel protective of me? It's nice. Uh, you know what I actually do? If someone was to start uh, bad-mouthing you or talking at you in an aggressive way, I would feel like I'd want a part of the action. Against me? Oh. Like you'd want to <laughs> team up against me? Because, like, I mean, that's, context. again, the way, the, the way that you delivered that, I... I could read it as I'd want a part of the action, like "Ooh, we're getting, we're going in on Jeffrey," or like <laughs> "I'm gonna defend." Uh, you know what? I suppose context. It's um, all context. It's all context because. Um, but you see, you know, okay, longevity, right? If I've got twenty-year friendship with you, longevity. Stop trying to fit your name in everything. <laughs> I'm not trying to fit my name in everything. My name just happens to fit in everything. You see what you want to see. I, I, I say see what I want to. Aw, <laughs> you're so sweet. That's our catchphrase. Uh, I see you. Aw, <laughs> that should be the log line. <laughs> I see you. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> the benefits of having nothing. I see you. Aww. Aww. <laughs> um, um, but let me okay, ask let's you. Say, let's okay. say if I had a 20-year friendship with you. Which we, we're getting to. We're getting to. We're now at, what, six? Six or seven? Well, six years of knowing each other. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, ooh. When did the friendship begin? <laughs> when did the friendship begin? When did, when did you decide? Because here's the thing. Because the knowing each other happened... M- uh, as we as we discussed, us knowing each other or knowing of each other happened probably before we knew each other. Um, yeah, you probably heard about me, and you the probably new, the new guy in town. and you the new you handsome were guy like, in town. Oh, yeah. I know this person. He's uh, he's my best friend. Hopefully one day. <laughs> like that's I imagine yeah, so like, that's what you were yeah, saying. But you were um, like, oh, the new cool, the new cool, definitely gonna be famous one day, kid. Right, and boy, ooh, uh, you know, <laughs> nothing to no be pressure. said for my, you know, like nothing to be said for my cognition, uh, precognition. But the um, the knowing of each other. Happened back in... Um, so I moved to LA uh, late 2016. Jesus, it looks like we're peaking so much. I don't know. Um, we're peaking. Yeah, we're, we're, we're peaking. peaking as in like we, we're, are, we are aiming high. We're aiming high and we're going far. That's right. That's nice. <laughs> right? Uh, that's another one of another, our catchphrases. Another catchphrase. Can someone, uh, who, whoever's listening to this, thank you, firstly. I appreciate also, you. Can you write down all of our really good catchphrases and then send them to us? Because um, And not just our really good ones, but all of them. Yeah, actually, Every a, a transcript. Could anybody <laughs> just write what we're saying so that we can go through and be like, this was good catchphrasing. And then if we make those catchphrases into merch, you get to have one full t-shirt. For the price of one full t-shirt. You get to, you get to buy you one. You get to buy one. And we can even give you a shout out that says you were the first person to buy one of our t-shirts. Yeah, we'll say, we'll say your full name on a podcast. If you want your full name to be said on the podcast. But if you have a uh, thought of like, oh, I don't want my name to be shouted out to all the 20s of people that are listening. Um, we'll do it in Morse code. We can do it in tap, 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 tap. Uh, let me go back to um, what you asked me. I will um, allow you to go back. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, I didn't ask you anything yet. 
you what you did we talked about friendship so um, basically i was answering something and then you rudely interrupted ah, i didn't rudely interrupt i just interrupted <laughs> i felt like it was rude well that's on you that's it's that's not it. you perceived it as rude <laughs> that's not on me there's so much learning on this podcast <laughs> is there is it learning or is it just knowing, knowing? <laughs> <laughs> so let me just say if uh, longevity is to do with like Plain. who's back, who's back, I'd have right. Yeah. Um, in case no one picked up that there was a plane hovering above us, that's what Je- Jeffrey flying was over us. You kind of have a sort of ADHD feel no. to you, haven't you? Maybe you yeah. can make a kid with ADHD seem lethargically one-dimensional. One time, <laughs> I was on a a riff a riffing podcast, yeah. and they're like, "You gotta stop." <laughs> you gotta at least get the story out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as I said before, I was rudely interrupted when I was rudely, saying. You were not rudely interrupted. Yeah, but the second time it was, it was not rude. rude. If I'm, we're co hosts, and we are, then well, we're not I, I rudely I'm, interrupting I'm anybody. I think I'm the host, and then you're sort of like, you're there. Well, that's your perception, and that's uh, potentially your reality, but then again, it is my apartment, and it is my <laughs> recording equipment. Yeah. Which, as a technician, you should be bringing to the table. And I am not a technician. I am the man who... Who pressed play? Who pressed record? I did. Who gave us the name of the podcast? You did? Yes. It is my podcast. (laughs) Ah, but who... And you are my guest on the podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the benefits of having nothing. I'm your host, Jeffrey Baldinger, and my guest, Eric Lampere. Plane. There's another plane. There's a lot... I have to say, for a city... That is designed to record things. There is always hovering so much, so much. equipment in the air. So I'm going to go back to one of my answers, and then we'll go to the beginning of the episode. I okay? will allow it. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if let's say I had 20 years of friendship with you, and then... Uh, We've had 20 years bruv, of friendship. can you stop? Inter- that's you rude. Said, you said say I, it, and so I said it. <laughs> you said let's say it. And so I said it. Okay, okay. Okay. Now I know how your brain works. I'm trying to be a part of the conversation. Okay, well, let's one of us be silent here. While I... <laughs> I can Are you see... saying I? <laughs> I like I? Nightmare. I'm trapped in the nightmare. How do you know? No, I know. I, I'm currently... Have you pinched yourself yet? Uh, Would you I've... like me to pinch you? Well, I've actually burnt myself. I've Aww. done... Yeah, I, I... <laughs> no, I occasionally partake in some self-harm. Um, um, I do not promote it. But, no, uh, no, no, no. Okay, but let's let's stop. Uh, you know, you go on a lot of tangents, and so let's just get back to what you were saying earlier. <sighs> you know what? I, I said that I would always have your back, something along those lines. I've already you didn't say it, but I've already forgotten kind of what we were saying. I was okay. That's fair. It's clearly not important. But this is <laughs> this is what happens when you interrupt. I don't think constantly. I was interrupting. <laughs> I need you to just, just for just like ten seconds, and don't count the seconds. I need you to metaphorically give me a not metaphorically, literally give me a, a space and time well, no, right now in which I'm able to say more than two sentences. I think I just did. Ah! <laughs> I can feel it in my. I can feel um, in my body anger and adrenaline. <laughs> that means you care. And that's so nice. That's so, so whatever. Sweet. All right. Welcome to the show. Um, 
Jeffrey, what benefit... were you going to ask me? Oh, well, you were going to say something about our 20-year friendship. Yeah, so I didn't want to interrupt you. I didn't want know. to interrupt you. So <laughs> please <laughs> continue your thought. This is so indulgent, this podcast. Self-indulgent? S- uh, oh, yeah, I suppose it would be self-indulgent, right? To, to which self, though? To is ourselves. Huh? Our two oh. selves. Is that deep or faux deep? Fox deep. Fox deep? F-A-U-X. Deep in the foxhole. It's, it's fox. It's Although fox. It's a, it's a French word. In fox the, news. F-A-U-X news. Oh, maybe that's why they huh? spell That's interesting. Oh, I like that. Think about that. So my question to you is, do you feel the need to be consistent with your personality? That's a great question. Do I feel the need to be consistent in my personality? Uh, I suppose, so I'm aware that, for example, as far as I've never studied it, but I understand that our body regenerates every, let's say, seven to ten years, as in the atoms that comprise me um, eventually sort of uh, evaporate and are you know reconstructed with other new atoms so <clears throat> i'm aware that physically i become something different so there's that mm-hmm. and then there's the uh, awareness based on uh, my own historical catalog that uh, i am able to change my opinion and thus belief systems mm-hmm. um just from one catalyst. And the catalyst right. can be either a, a, a chronological event, um, like a physical event, or just like one word, one look that someone gives you, and all of a sudden it just sort of transforms you in a certain right. way, right? So I'm aware of these changes. And because I'm also um, part of nature, and I see that nature transforms, I'm aware that I to transform, right? Right. Uh, The challenge uh, that I feel sometimes is do I have a history or not? And if I have a history, I have to, I feel like I have to carry that with me today even if today's me doesn't reflect that history. Right. So if hypothetically not hypothetically, we've all done things that we're ashamed of, sorry for, but also uh, congratulated for, whatever, yep. right? Um, that past version of me did that. If, for example... Are you some, your past self? Yeah, and um, it's a great question because I'm of the school of thought that we should all be able to forgive us ourselves, but also other people uh, with whatever past we carry. Right. Um, we should also be proud of ourselves for like the journey that we've made, all the, oh, the all these amazing things. And um, I often, for example, look back at the child version of me and go, bruh, mm. well done. You've, you carried, sometimes I wonder, a heavier price than the present version of me does. And you're wondering if the present version could have handled what your past version could. Well, I mean, I'll be honest, the present version of me is probably going through much challenging (laughs) um, 
uh, different aspects. types of challenge. Different. It's, it's it's not necessarily different types. Is that I look back and I go, wow, you were only fifteen and you had to deal with right. these things. Um. So um. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Are you re- rephrase that question? You, you rephrase it. Well, no, 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 no rephrase it. Uh, restate it. Restate um, it. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, are do you feel the need to be consistent with your personality? I believe is essentially um, to take it to a, a comedic standpoint, to a performer standpoint. Like uh, if you've ever come across writing something mm. and uh, in stand up or something like that, and you're like, oh, this is good. But I can't really deliver it. Like this would be great. For, like if I wrote something, that was like, oh, this would be great for Eric. Mm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, but why? I wrote it. Why wouldn't I feel comfortable delivering it? Why is it something that, uh, you know, it's like, so would I feel comfortable delivering something? That I was like, well, it's not really my style, but it is. Aww. You know, oh, right? You know, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, do. Do you feel the need to, uh, do you do or not do things based on what you feel is the perception of you? you? Well, you made an example a while back that I really, really enjoyed, which was about the Beach Boys. Yes, yeah. Um, um, so, so essentially, uh, the Beach Boys versus like the Beatles. The Beatles, um, every single album, every single song they put out was Beatles music. Because that was their name, the Beatles. That's there's no genre attached to them. It's whatever they came out with was Beatles music. The Beach Boys were marketed as beach music. So like when Pet Sounds came out, it's not beach music. The album flopped. Mm. The you know it's now years later considered one of the greatest albums of all time. Uh, musically, uh, you know, every, Brian Wilson considered a musical genius, all that stuff. But during the time, it's like, it, you know, pet, um, God only knows is not fun, fun, fun. That's not, you know, it's like, it's it's not beach music, mm. and that's what they were marketed as. And so, if you are expecting beach music, Pet Sounds is not a beach album. The closest thing that they have on there to beach music is Sloop John B. And that's a depressing song. <laughs> like, um, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, how do you present yourself to make sure that everything you do is you? It's a, it's a great question. It's really <clears throat> challenging. Um, you know, for example, does an FBI agent who's undercover doing his or her job, you know, you know, within the blankets of criminals, uh, have to be the exact same person when they go home to their family, right. right? They're the same people, and yet they will have to make surprisingly different decisions. And yet they, and so I, I'm, I, it's challenging, right? It yeah, is challenging. I mean, just and even to take it even less extreme, just as an actor acting well, that's, a part, that's, well, that's you know, it's like yeah. that's you know, not even in the FBI undercover thing, but just an like, let's say that you. Uh, have a spouse and you love them dearly and you would never cheat on them ever but you're an actor and you are in a role where you are uh, married or hooking up with the actress and stuff like that and you're acting like you're with this person who's also in the movie with you now you're physically kissing that person literally Mm -hmm. and so there's this cognitive dissonance that that's not cheating so I have a great example for this. Which Please, is, yeah. Um, I did 
in 2014, no, in 2014 is when the show came out. In 2013, I did a French prank show. So for anyone that's listening, je suis français, I'm actually French, uh, but I do not sound like this. Uh, I used to speak like this. So Prove I it. I had a very strong accent uh, when I moved to the UK. Still have a strong uh, accent, just not a French one. That is ah, very good. All right. Um, but it was not very popular with the people uh, in the town. And so uh, I used to get beaten up quite a bit for being the Aww. French person. Huh? And so I'll just share, I'll share it to our sound. I'd have your like, back. Thanks, man. Uh, depends how many years of friendship we'll have. Not for me. <laughs> well, for me, it does. Well, so, <laughs> makes me a better friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, okay. So, for example, if if a if a stalker was like, "I'll do anything for you," and then they go, "That makes me a better friend." I'm not. No. Saying, I'm not saying that you're a stalker. I'm saying, no, 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 no. It's a false equivalency. Because I, I, what if I don't want your friendship? Well, that's on you. That's that makes you a bad decision maker. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, then you're forcing your very deep friendship on me. No, if you don't want my friendship, I won't. I won't uh, befriend you. That's an easy. That's uh, that's that's binary. Um, Why would you want to be with somebody that doesn't want to be with you? I'd like to tell you a little story about Jeffrey and his uh, need for reciprocated <laughs> love. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey sometimes likes to go to a car wash and just be in deep thought. It's a good way to wash away your troubles. That's just good. Get, I like that. Yeah. Just get it's you, it. Nobody can reach you. Nobody can. It's it. The car wash washes the car and you just get to be meditative and you get to be around essentially like being in an ocean of just i i have to say you brought me to one of those car washes it's and, and a it very was, nice yeah i enjoyed therapeutic it. it's a I it's a it. very nice small therapeutic thing little that, moments little moments drive from from the chaos of the los angeles street you yeah. just have this moment and we were talking about love hmm and friendship, because I, I mean, you and I do Love have a very yeah, deep yeah. connection. I, of course. I feel it. I really enjoy Well, that's something that, that I was uh, getting to earlier before you rudely interrupted me, which was, uh, <laughs> which was early on in our friendship, you considered me a mortal enemy friend. You thought I was your uh, opposite. Uh, yeah, because we, we talked about you even, and then you actually, this is where a moment where you actually ended up changing my mind, okay. which was... Uh, you went, oh, instead of seeing it as it, like an enemy, why not seeing it as a, like an opponent? Right. Uh, but by opponent, I mean like, like in, in a game. Exactly. Or in a competition or something, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I liked. I, I was like, oh, I, I like how you phrased that. Yeah. And the only reason I saw you as that very briefly was it, this, actually, this actually happened after amnesia. Right. Right. Yes. So I think that's the changing factor. Mm-hmm. Um, because... The benefits of having amnesia is you know nothing. Uh, everything is new. Yes. And so I was ultimately born in a world with which um, any foundations I had once built were deconstructed. Right. So I didn't know anything about reality. I some you know and although comical, I can make it comical. There were moments of genuine fear. Right. Like well, I, I if would, you don't know anything. Yeah, I would You're sometimes essentially fear. a cognizant baby. Yeah, it was wild. And within that, there were obviously like patterns that I wanted to see, but also sometimes patterns that I was shown. That's <clears throat> where that's where the challenging sometimes um, aspect of that reality is. Uh, I'm looking for patterns. I'm looking to make sense of something, but then sometimes 
that I was shown, it felt like I was shown stuff. Right. And, and then what was challenging would I, sometimes I would have thoughts and then the word is manifest. They would sort of manifest in front of me as if I had thought of something and then it became a reality or that reality was ahead of me. But then the future, my future was communicating with me. Either way, all wonderful, exciting, thrilling experiences. experiences. Yeah. But for someone that was once, let's say, atheist, to suddenly go for like to a believe. world where I was like, whoa, whoa. Well, it's fascinating. So, so then yeah. my difficulties were sometimes I would interact with someone that had such harmonious uh, qualities. And it was Synergy. you. Yeah. Well. It was always <laughs> you were one of them. Where like... <laughs> Sometimes it was like, okay, let's say hypothetically, mm-hmm. if I'm in a Truman Show-esque experience, right. therefore there is also a studio. Truman Show is a movie. Uh, in the moon, right? There's a studio in the moon mm-hmm. and they're all watching. Therefore, there's also a team that if you is met Setting me, up yeah. interactions. So sometimes I was... Somebody's in my ear telling me what to say to you. Yeah, although obviously that's like... You know, what is consciousness? That right. could also be a metaphor and stuff. I appreciate that. It was... What's a metaphor? <laughs> um, you know, art is a sustenance to understand things bigger than us. Meta for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's where, that's where that came from. Right. It was the um, uh, understanding that in a story, everyone needs conflict. Right. And, and conflict can come from, you know, let's say alcoholism to um, a disaster to, you know, an opponent, uh, an enemy. And so I was wondering where my place was in this story all of a sudden. And I understood that, let's say amnesia was maybe one opponent. It's a catalyst and to then, find your... And then every now and then, but with you, it was always comical and fun. Yeah. But every now and then I'd be like, who is this? motherfucker <laughs> just entering my life every now and then. What is this. happening here? It's... Just the timing, man. Yeah. The timing of your appearance every now and then. And then you're in the movie Her, even, yeah. though, even though you're just an extra. Yeah. And Her touches on It's It's a lot of things. Like, I ruined that movie for a lot of people because there's a lot of... The part that I'm in, in the movie, uh, one hour, 40 minutes, and 14 seconds, um, it's... Everyone needs that time of fame, right? It, well, it's, it's the big thing because... Uh, it's the reveal of what love is to an AI. Mm. It is that reveal of how many people are you in love with? 8,001, my face. You know, so it's, it's a whole thing where it's like a lot of people who, I mean, obviously people who knew me uh, read it more than the people who didn't. But they're like, if you think about it, you're like the homewrecker in their relationship. Like that's, you're talking to her at that, at that moment. Like that's the read, you know, that sort of thing. So it's, it's that idea of why am I there at that moment for a specific reason or not a specific reason. And that's up to like, that's the paranoia that Joaquin Phoenix's character feels in that moment Mm -hmm. is that are they all talking to her right now? Mm -hmm. This is not because the idea of the movie her is, uh, what love is to a human is completely different from what love could be to machines and what that type of love looks like. But I don't even think it, it does, forgetting machines aside, and also we are machines, right? You know, the, you know, all of that sort of stuff. A but, form of machines, but, yeah. But putting that aside, <clears throat> love to each individual is different, uh, which is what 
is so challenging, I think. About, of course. About love. I mean, that's it comes back to what uh, you were getting at earlier with, with the idea of love and reciprocated love uh, uh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. is the issue. I remember one time Eric asked me if I had ever been in love and I said, reciprocated? <laughs> it, it was it, one of the most essence. beautiful moments of my life. Yeah. And it was, it was, a, it was so it's a moment of clarity of just like, you know, I've had uh, girlfriends before I've been in love before, but the love uh, that I felt was not, uh, it was not shared necessarily. It was, it, it was, it was giving off stalker vibes, maybe not stalker vibes, not at all. Um, it was giving off just uh, ships passing in the night that it was just like, this is not uh, a lasting love, you know? Right, yeah. Um, and it's something that it's like, okay, that, that happens uh, more times than uh, not. Somebody loves somebody more than the other person loves them. Uh, it's, and is that, uh, I think, is that a reality always? I don't think so. I think it's a reality a lot of times, but I don't think it's a reality always. I mm -hmm. think that it's, um, it comes down to honesty in relationships, which is really hard because you have to really know yourself. Uh, but then, actually, here's a, here's a question going back to your question, yeah. right? In terms of honesty, how far back do do I, let's say, need to bring up things about my past to, let's say, a present uh, relationship? I don't have any relationships at the moment, but what mm. I mean is, like, how far back do you go? Like, what's what's important and what's not Where important? Where your to bring point up? of clarity was. I, I guess is is the simple answer is like where you realized what you needed from a relationship and what you can offer in a relationship in a, in a sense like um, the idea of monogamy versus polyamory versus consensual non-monogamy versus a lot of different styles of relationships exist all of them are valid but you need to be honest with the partner that you're seeking about what form of relationship you need and desire um, if somebody who is a, a polyamorous person is in a relationship with a monogamous person, both parties need to acknowledge who they are and why that, like, that's probably not going to work because of fundamental beliefs in how they view relationships. Yeah, but doesn't that always evolve? It, it could, but that's the open and honest communication needs to happen at the outset in order to make sure that this monogamous person isn't relying on assumptions and this polyamorous person isn't relying on assumptions of like, you, you know, like, you know who I am and you know what I expect. And so they're, because as soon as the idea of betrayal gets put into either person's head, mm -hmm. the, the foundation of the relationship collapses. Uh, and so yeah. from the monogamous person's perspective, they assume monogamy is the standard. But that's not so for the polyamorous or the consensual non-monogamous person. It's like, no, I'm emotionally monogamous with you, but okay. like they look at physicality versus emotion in something. Now, I am uh, saying this in um, not from personal knowledge of polyamory uh, and consensual non-monogamy, just friends of mine who are who practice those things, and it's it's very very different mentalities than somebody who practices monogamy and neither one is better than the other sure it's just about making sure that if the two meet the honesty of what and how they view relationships is acknowledged yeah but you, i 
you know, I wish anyone luck for, for every relationship that I have. Right? Yeah. But uh, everything can be dissected. Of course. Right. Uh, and so it's challenging to know. You know, you say, "Oh, you have to be, you have to be honest from the get-go," but honest about what? Everything and like, like, and it doesn't have to even be polyamory. How many films have I seen where like someone will go, someone says, oh, "I was, I, I meant to tell you, or I wanted to course, tell you, right?" Of course. But like, at what point do you reveal that you're a spy? At what point do you reveal? Well, that's that, like, that's the issue, you know, right? Uh, when does Superman reveal his identity to Lois? Right. What you know, what what at what point that um. And depending on the uh, significance of the omission um, or lie or half-truth or whatever, is uh, the person that you're omitting something from, can they understand why it was omitted? Can they understand, like, um, when uh, Superman tells Lois Lane, I'm at, you know, when Clark Kent tells Lois Lane, I'm Superman. There are versions of the story where Lois is mad. It's like, how could you not tell me this? There are also versions of the story where it's like, I understand why you kept this from me. And I still, like, I love you. I understand that you were doing this in a protection way. And it's it's about, um, you know, and whether or not that person can come to that takes time. You know, the shock of the reveal of like, I can't, I can't understand this. It takes time. You gotta allow people time to process information. Mm. You know, just because you're ready for information to be said doesn't mean I'm ready for information <laughs> to be processed. It's like both people have to have. Yeah, but when do you know when information is meant to be said? There, there are things, for example, when people. Yeah, I'm sorry that I keep going back to that point, but it is uh, no, it's devoured it's my life, right? Yeah, which was sometimes things that I experienced and things that were brought up in my re-emergence from amnesia. Mm -hmm. uh, if anybody doesn't know, Eric had amnesia. He keeps talking about it. Well, I, just keep, I forget. He can't forget about it. He's not leaving his brain. No, weirdly, it's unforgettable. <laughs> it's unforgettable. Uh, amnesia is unforgettable. Unforgettable, but unforgettable. also like a virus. That's what amnesia is. Um, so... I can't remember what my point was. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, I think uh, you were getting to the point of like, when does information need to be shared? When do you bring well, up the fact that you had amnesia? When do you bring up the fact not, that not, you escaped yeah. from a mental institution? When do you bring up the fact... There's enough podcasts for them to like do their own research. <laughs> I, it's one of the reasons why I'm learning ASL, because a part of me just wants to be silent. Like, you yeah. do, you, There's enough information about me out there now to, for you to make up your mind. And then everyone's mind will be different based on not only like what they ingest of an identity, but in what order. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting question about when do you reveal, when do you reveal parts of yourself that you, ashamed is not the right word, but you feel sensitive about, um, about sharing. Tell me, tell me yours. Tell me what, what are you sensitive about? Just um, the idea of, I mean, I, I shared it with you, I believe. There's the reciprocated love thing. There was a long time yeah, where I didn't want ladies that. Ladies and gentlemen, I've seen his bathroom now. I've seen Jeffrey's <laughs> bathroom about a year ago. And I've seen it today. And today, it's cleaner. Now, let's put two and two together. Why is Jeffrey's bathroom cleaner all of a sudden? 
It's because he got some reciprocated love. And it feels great. Uh, reciprocated <laughs> love. When somebody loves you the same way that you love them, it is a different, it's a completely different experience. And I think sure. that you've probably felt that as well. And it's like, and it's, well, it's never, who knows? well, it's, it's, you do know though, because you've, you've known what it was and you know what it isn't. And yeah, but also, in that same relationship, feels like everything feels like a lie. The past feels like a lie now. So um, I that's can't... when it ends in non-reciprocation, right? When it starts in reciprocation and then it ends in non-reciprocation, that's when it feels like a lie, right? Uh, well, no, it's just more that like I don't know what to believe about Fair. my past. Yeah. Um, it's and this is now. I love that we have movies to refer to, but yeah. uh, my life sometimes feels Blade Runner esque. Okay. Um, what memories of my past do I trust? Or Total Recall? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that in a while, but uh, yeah, what, what do I trust from my past? Yeah. I mean, honestly, when Matrix Revolution, uh, Resurrections bloody came out. Is that the third one? Fourth the latest one? The latest one? For like last year. Uh, I he, wish... He's banging on about like, oh, memories or something. Yeah. How many memory movies were there? Well, that's literally... I, I said this in, uh, in one of our podcasts earlier, the show, um, the second season of the show Resident Alien. It, he got a knock on the head and he wakes up with memories of him trying to learn English and he thinks that he's a character from Law and Order for a whole episode and he's acting like because the memory that he has is of him watching the show but in his mind he was that character right so that's his memory so it's like I'm that character and so that's how he acts in the sh in the world is him as this character that he just was watching from TV. Mm -hmm. So that's the idea of memory is uh, tricky. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, it is very, very challenging um, to know how a personality evolves and behaves. Yes. Like I've, I think I've, yeah, I've told you tonight that now I feel like there's more than one version of me inside. But yeah. Like, okay, so let's say... Like inside we out. We all have. Yeah. Right? Um, and thankfully now there's... Uh, I'm entering a phase of my life where I'm sober. Which Aww. feels quite good. Yeah, it's good. Quite nice. It is nice. Um, makes a quite a bit of a difference when those moments of... Are you? Uh, would you say you're um, sober sober or California sober? Which is essentially... No alcohol, but still with no, the uh, with to, the drugs. That had to go away as well. Yeah, um, and I, I think what was challenged was when I went to hospital and they did like a, a drug test and alcohol test and stuff like that. They mm. said that there was no drugs in my system, although I had smoked marijuana. Okay. So walking away from the hospital, it was like, oh, so it's just not a drug. It's not. I didn't, I didn't have the negative connotations of that word associated, um, and. Having, or just being under the influence of either that or alcohol or whatever, during synchronous moments, uh, the paranoia is leveled up. Mm. Uh, while now, with a sort of clear mind, honestly, these coincidences and synchronicities are constant, they're still there. But then I go, oh, well, there is, there's another one. Do you okay. think that you look for those? Or do you think... Um... <laughs> well, that, no, this is why I said by, I can't tell the difference between... Uh, looking for them and being shown. Mm. I can't tell the difference. And because sometimes I see them and I go, oh, I that was just, all right, Eric. That's just you putting two, two, two together. After 30 or so years of life um, and 
being able to improvise, it's very easy for me to go, oh, well, I can just make up story right. and make connections. Yes right? and life. Yeah, so I can I may I have enough information in my head to Y'all make should connections. Yes and life. It makes things a lot more fun. Yes. And um hmm. Hmm. Ah. nice. <laughs> Thanks. Um but occasionally they feel so big the things that I'm shown that um it's like well if I generated that then I have like wizardry level powers. It, it just feels, it feels too big. Mm. And then it makes me feel like, okay, yeah, I'm just part of this harmonious dance with the universe. I, I don't necessarily feel like I'm more powerful. If anything, I feel like a pawn. You know, I feel like I'm just pu- puppeteered. But as you know, the pawn, when it gets to the other side, can become anything it wants. Um, you know, yeah, sure. If it doesn't get eaten up. If it doesn't get eaten up. It's got to make it to the other side <laughs> yeah. to become a queen, a knight, a bishop, a castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all that good stuff. All chess metaphors. <laughs> so. But, yeah, I mean, that's uh, those are all salient uh, points. What's your perspective on like the personality thing? No, that's it, it's it's something where it's like your your personality is ever changing. You are always a new each day. You are the sum of what you were, which is different than what you were, because it's an addition of everything that you ever have been. Mm. You know what I mean? So everything that you are today is an an amalgamation of everything that you ever have been. Okay, but that that is where I'm troubled because I don't really know what birth is anymore. I don't really know what, um, you know, when people talk about past lives and stuff, can I claim that I've had past lives? No, I can't claim. I, I don't you can claim recall. anything you want. Sure, I don't recall that. Do you have a claim ticket? True. Um, no. So there you go. Would, you, yeah, you've lost know. your past lives. You, we can't give you the... Um, but I sometimes look back at... Uh, huge moments in my life where I'm like that's I died there like sometimes I go well that's a death that feels like a death and it's only now that I go whoa a literal one <laughs> I said, that's for me that's that yeah that frustrating reality is now before it was these funny stories in the Bible or in movies or whatever, that was just a poetic way to explain... What's the funniest story in the Bible? I mean, in numbers, they pretty much mention... They've got the word unicorn in there. There's some funny stuff. I've just... I'm up to... I'm just starting Deuteronomy now. Which Bible? Oh, the the, the one. Like, Mm. that's something that, that... It bothered me. For about a year and a half, I was like, oh, I'll read the Bible... And I, I was annoyed that it was King James's. Yeah. Because then I was like, who's this guy? Who's, who's King James? Who's he? James Potter. Yeah, like... Why? Harry's dad wrote a Bible. <laughs> like, who's, who's this guy? So I was looking for other Bibles, and I kept landing on King James. I was like, all right, fine. I'll read James's Bible. Yeah. But that bothered me, that it was James's. Right. Because I was like, there's different Ownership. names out there. Right? There's different names. Um, you should read Constantine's Bible. The, the, the Bible is, uh, yeah, it's a fun one. Mm. The, the latest two books, Numbers and ec- not Exodus, because it's Genesis and Exodus. Um, what's between Exodus and Numbers? Let's see, uh, Leviticus. Leviticus. Leviticus Deuteronomy and Numbers. And numbers. Certainly, Leviticus feels like a witch's potion. Mm. 
Alright, if you've done this, make sure you've done that with this and that and this. It's mad. Yeah. What? No, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what your, <laughs> the funniest passage that you've read is. I don't know, Lot's wife turning into a pillar of salt. That was up. funny to you. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Don't look back. And what did she do? <laughs> she looked back. Looked back. Silly. But also what makes me laugh is but that But like, that trope is in a lot of movies where it's like, don't look down. Hmm? Yeah, know? yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, don't think of elephants, right? I... I suppose what made me laugh is why a pillar of salt? Why not, you know, <laughs> anything? It's like, oh, now you're a pillar of salt. Do you think maybe salt was just invented at that time and they were like, let's put salt in this? Like, let's. Or salt in the wound? Maybe that's where that oh. phrase comes Like, lo the loss. Who and there's like, you put salt in the wound, it stings that much more. Who knows? There's metaphors come on from all over, all this, over the place. This podcast has a lot of metaphors in it. Uh, would you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to become a different person by the end of this. Is are you, or are you going to be coming the person that you always have been? I, this is all right. Is this a Jewish thing where you keep asking me questions and and you're why tricking it, me? Why into does it answering. have to be? Why does it have to be a Jewish thing? I why do you got to? I heard. I heard. You it. hate Jews? What? <laughs> no, I love them. You're all, you're all my favorites. Um, all of all. Of, okay. All, all the religions okay. are a good laugh. Them. I think. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I heard that it's a trait where you, uh, Jewish people are very good at asking questions. Well, the whole point where, where is that, to ask. Where does that come from? The, uh, it's, the whole point is to question everything. You know, uh, that's a basic tenet of, in, in my understanding, is it's the big book of Jewish wise. It's uh, at, like, you should never be uh, satisfied with the, like, if you, the answer you're given is like okay, but why? Why? Like it's so, so get there, to the get to the so, reasoning. So is there you know? a challenge with trust and reality? I mean, I don't know about the beginning stages of it, but certainly there is a lot of trust issues <laughs> with Jews and others. You know, just in just like oh I, yeah, you can't, yeah, okay, yeah, I've, you heard, know, I've heard would, some stories. You yeah. know, the people a lot of times try to kill. But I mean, I'm Jews. Talking, let's say like just like me with deconstruction of reality. Yeah. Do, uh, is that like part of the faith of, of like str just struggling with reality as yeah, well? Struggling with why? It's like why, why are we here? Why are we here? Why us? Why? You know, I wrote a paper once. The Jew asked why. The Jewish comedian asked why me. Um, where it's just like why? Like why is this? Why are we doing this? What is the re and then that answer is like okay, but why that then? Like why? And you keep asking until you get to a point of where you can understand your purpose. And yeah, what's your purpose? And that may purpose? not be, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, why what is do, my why purpose? Why are we doing this podcast? You wanted to. <laughs> That's good. Ah, so you are a guest on mine? No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's, uh, well, I, I guess in a way, I am a guest on yours just like you are a guest on mine. Because... Uh, in my reality, you will be leaving. In my, in your reality, I will be staying. Oh yeah, I suppose so. You know, and so uh, we're a guest on each other's. That's nice. There's no ownership. Right? I mean, really, the ownership is uh, to the audience. Exactly. The you guys. Is. What is your guys' purpose? Huh? Um, purpose. Porpoise. Dolphins. Porpoise. Um, <laughs> is that your dolphin noise? That's <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my lanta. Um, that's hard to do though. Adolphus. Yeah, that's why I don't do it. That's why you shouldn't do it. You should not do that. Don't do that. Why would you do that again and again? It's not working. Oh, it's hard. It's hard. I see why dolphins are good at it. Do you? Yeah, because they've got the right vocal cords to do it. Okay, and it took you trying to do it to understand why dolphins are good at it? As an actor. Mm. It's important to step Let's get in, deep here. It's important to step into As the shoes. As an actor. <laughs> it's important to step in the shoes of a creature that doesn't wear shoes. Uh, yeah. Nothing. Sometimes... The importance... You know, sometimes one has to play a concept. Mm. What okay. is the concept that you're playing right okay, now? Okay, so for example... Pretentiousness? Uh, one might say... <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, sometimes characters they have all right, they have a name, but they are. Have you ever played a tree they are, before? They are a conception of something. Mm. Well, actually, uh, what's Sunset Limited? The one Sunset you Limited, yeah. Um, I didn't know this, but you told me that they are named white and black. Yeah, as simple as that, right? And it doesn't even though they are played by a white skin and black skin person, they might also just be bigger concepts than bigger that, concepts, right? Yeah. Uh, opposition. They could have. In my, they could have been belief non-belief yeah just, just essentially it was just a, a very clear and defined distinction yeah but in naming them that it suggests that they represent more than just joe dot 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 joe know? and eddie jane doe that kind of thing so it's um so in a way yes uh, an actor might have to step into the shoes of playing the personification of Chaos, the personification of organized love. chouse. Chouse. Chaos. Oh. <laughs> you and your way to destroy words and put the word Jeffrey in them. I didn't. You did that. What? When? Just now. You put Jeffrey I'm in. I'm recalling the past. Oh, yes. But I didn't put Jeffrey in chouse. Not in chouse. I'm, there are two separate examples right. of, you, of how you destroy my love of words i did not destroy your love i couldn't make you not love words whatever you have against words is on you and you are projecting that onto me and so don't try to put your this is, this vibe is how, on me this is how you gaslight people i'm right? not gaslighting <laughs> i don't even really know what it means but um um what a great way to just end a conversation. Um, I can see that you're projecting. It's you're like, projecting. It's like, it's like, you know, a murderer getting caught by yeah, the police. And, and, and he you're goes, projecting. Yeah, you're under arrest. Well, you're actually projecting. You're projecting. You actually past, want. Past event onto me. You're actually feeling guilty that you think you did it. <laughs> and you're just projecting it onto me because you can't admit that it was you. We have your fingerprints all over the body. That's on you. That's what your That's your projection is. My fingerprints are on the body, but they're not. <laughs> nightmare. You're an absolute nightmare. Aww, uh, thank you. It means I'm a dream to you. Oh yeah. Suppose you are that version. Hmm. Um, Could be. <sighs> That's a good question, actually. Well, it's it's something that is uh, what, what always what on my mind. Uh, in the sen essentially, it it came from the idea of writing material, and sometimes you write material, and you're like, this isn't really in my voice, and like the search for your voice comedically uh, on stage and stuff like that is a never-ending search, right? So what, because so everything that every time you hit a new uh, stage of your uh, stand-up career, of like the the first time you get something that you're like. 
oh yeah, this is this material is hitting and I feel good about it. That's the first time you find your voice mm. is that time. And then the next time you hit another uh, stage and you're like, oh, this is I'm I love this material even more. I'm present. I'm doing this. That's your new voice that you have found, and you continue. You can. It's a never-ending search to find your voice. Mm. You continually evolve your voice, right? And so, in that search, a lot of times, there's this struggle uh, between what you think your voice is versus what you're writing, and how mm. you can deliver on each thing. So, like, if if I'm writing uh, a bit. That, for example, like I did this uh, exercise where I would write in Rodney Dangerfield's voice, uh, where I would write Rodney-style jokes, which aren't, you know, it's not my style to deliver how he delivered. Um, But I would write these jokes that were in his style. And it's like, okay, well, that's a nice exercise, but then I have all these jokes that I like, but they're not in my style. So Mm -hmm. I was like, do I get, should I deliver them on stage? Like, it's this thing of... Oh, they're not good for my... But then it's like, but I wrote them. So mm. they are my style. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's this... It's it's challenging, yeah. Right. Uh, because also, you know, you were inspired by him. Like, uh, my early days were Eddie Izzard material, mm. Russell Brand radio shows. Yeah. And I was sort of a blend of those. And then slowly I sort of emerged into, like, you know, I'd say my own voice, which I'm still trying to discover. Yeah. I've also noticed that sometimes if something doesn't work on stage... Um, able to turn it into a sketch, right? right. So there's something like a, a film sketch, maybe a short film, maybe just something. Or creating a character like um, that you can present on stage within your act. You know, it's um, uh, comic uh, Fahim Anwar, who's an amazing comic. He's a great dude. Uh, and he, a lot of times, will have these really, really dark uh, ideas and jokes that he presents them in a character like he was like this is my uh version of like this type of comic that will do these styles of jokes Mm -mm -mm. in this way so it allows the audience to see that even though he wrote the jokes Mm. and they are coming from his subconscious or conscious wherever the jokes come from he's delivering them in a way that's palatable for the audience to go like it's not him it's a character Mm -hmm. that he's delivering these things and we can have the ability to laugh at that you know what i mean and so it's like there is that aspect of it too where you can like okay this really dark thing that i want to talk about and joke about if i did it me jeffrey you might be like what the fuck is wrong with you but if I deliver it in a way that's like, okay, this is an example of a comic who might talk about these things, then it's like, okay, Jeffrey is creating this character. And then in that character, anything goes. There's a separation. Sure. But is that also a way to, is, I think the word is devoid yourself from responsibility? 100%. Of, it's like the, it's the ventriloquist conundrum. Yeah. It's like, I'm not saying it. This yeah. guy's saying it. So that's... That's odd. It is. Like, because, so I've, for example, I've just started a Twitch channel. Uh, welcome. Aww. Uh, yeah. Uh, Eric, Eric the Eye King, for anyone that wants to watch it. I spelled E-Y-E. E-Y-E, yeah. Eric the Eye King. Uh, I don't know why I came up with that. I just, you know, you know when you have to just come up with a name and you're like, oh, Eric something. And they're like, well, that username isn't taken. And then you're like, oh, that one. Like, oh, that username's taken. And you're like, well, fine, just this. Um, Strong so, password. Um, 
that's your that's your Twitch channel. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a good name. Strong password. Uh, so uh, whatever, I came up with that name, and I did one Twitch show that was good fun, and it's basically me playing chess and just exploring language. Did you win? Um, well, you're playing with other people, so it's multiple people. It's good fun. So you didn't win. There's more than one game. I'm a winner. Through did mine. you win any of them? I did. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> like the last two games, I lost one and I won one. Ah, so you lost. That's that's how you grow and learn. Mm. That's how right. We, no, how I, know, I know. But I'm just. But we're just making sure that we're on the same page. You you lost. <laughs> but I also won. But you lost. And I won. So but in learning, that's you had to lose. <laughs> So you lost. <laughs> you like to use the word losing a lot because that's, didn't, that's how uh, you interpret life. You're, no. as, a, as from the perspective of well, I'm just trying to interpret what you're saying to me, which is that you well, the, have lost. I win. Well, listen so to what much. I'm saying. I am listening to what you're saying. You're saying you win, but you didn't learn when you won, so you had to lose. Yeah, like, so okay. you learn yeah. when oh, you lose. Oh, oh, <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I lose one, and then I'll win like nine. If you think that that's important. Yeah. So you think that winning is like the most important thing. <laughs> it helps in competitive <laughs> games, yeah. I suppose if that's what matters to you. Yeah. Okay, so we're just establishing that, that you care okay. <laughs> only about winning. Yes. Okay, there we go. that's okay. okay. You know that's, yes. <laughs> I will right. say it now. Okay, yes. that's fair. I just I, wanted to get I, to the truth of the matter. I remember what... Oh, well done, Mr. Interrogator. You I'm got not me. interrogating. We're having a conversation. <laughs> you thinking that I'm interrogating is you projecting your insecurities onto me. <laughs> oh, I, I hate you. Oh, I, I love you I too. I hate you so much. So, um, not the um, band. I don't, like, <clears throat> I don't like playing a game of, let's say, pool with someone. Because you'll lose? No, because if, for example, someone isn't as good let's say any any game yeah if you are disparagingly different you want to play with somebody of the equal uh, skill doesn't have to be equal skill someone at the very least wants to play like to their best of of their ability and I remember it's only happened a couple times in my life but like um, the reason I use pool as an example is because I remember playing pool with a friend I just happened to be better that day because sometimes Mm. it just depends on those days as well Uh, after two games where I beat him he then just, you know, would do the. Like, he would just throw the white ball in any old direction. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm, I'm done well, playing. It's, it's no point in I'm playing, playing because I want yeah. you to play to win. And so um, that is my defense uh, in terms of wanting to win. Why did you knock on the table? Uh, I was pretending to be a judge. Ah. <laughs> As in, like, and. That, oh, and you were doing a gavel thing. Yeah, essentially, what I was doing was, and that's the last we'll hear on this win-lose argument. Mm. Because the, because the judge decided. Oh. That's when you were pretending that you had a gavel? Well, as an actor. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see how you do this as an actor. Because as an actor, uh, I didn't believe it. (laughs) Did not believe that that was... As we all know. Have you ever worked on your space work? Every actor loves a good prop. Mm, And you weren't using one. No, I was just you, doing the sound. You were sound effecting it. I thought you had a good enough imagination to know what I was doing. But we don't need an imagination when we're in person. I can see what you're doing. I'm not performing for you. I'm performing for I, the audience that exists in my audience. Okay. So I'm sorry. When, so when I did this, it was as if you were knocking on a door. 
Yeah, but they because you were using it with your knuckles rather than. You know what? I don't want to speak for the audience. I'm not speaking for the audience. I'm, I'm allowing speaking, them to think. I'm speaking as an audience member myself because you were speaking, so I was listening. Oh, okay. So we are agreeing on, on this podcast. You're an audience member, and I am the performer. I'm the main one. You're at least trying to be. <laughs> uh, whether you're succeeding or not is up to the decision of of all of you. I don't. I don't. I don't aim for perfection, and I think that's. that's really, I think it's very clear. That's a, well, I think that's very clear. Good. Well, and good. It's very that, clear that's, that that's you how good do I am not acting. aim for perfection, and well, nobody is under the delusion that you are. Great. And so, ipso facto, we you can agree that I wish have you could succeeded win. You wish you could actor. win. What? You wish you could win. You know that well, perfection no, is the goal, that. but you're not able to get there. Um, if I'm not able to get there. It's because of... When you're not able to get there. The, look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but maybe there are Aren't s- you? certain people in the way. <laughs> Who's in the way that you feel <laughs> is a hindrance to you, that gonna, you couldn't I, get out of yourself? So you I'm feel gonna, that you're not good enough to get out I'm going to let your imagination... I'm going to let your imagination fill in the blanks. The, the what? <laughs> The blanks can be filled mm. by you. Okay. And they have been. What are we talking about? I'm not sure. You wanted to fill in the blanks. But I guess the point is... Yeah, let's do a... Let's, there's always a lesson per episode. There's a lesson per episode. The point is of the question <laughs> that was asked... What's today's lesson? The today's lesson, if we're being honest, which we are. We're always honest. We are always honest, honestly. Believe us. Please believe. Which sounds like a very honest person to ask for. You know that you're speaking to somebody honest when they're like, listen, you gotta believe me. Please Please believe me. I am being very honest. Go on. Whenever somebody says, I'm the most honest person that you've ever met. move on. Just move on to the next one. I don't think I can. (laughs) Let's finish this bit. Let's finish the bit. (laughs) Let the bit finish. (laughs) Oh, I suppose maybe... Here's an interesting thing. Is it? Uh, Yes. Uh, I guess we'll find out. Well, I think it's interesting. So there's only one, right? That's only one. Um, (laughs) Could be a loss. The source of it believes in what is about Mm. to be said. And therefore, that's what matters. That's what matters. So um, do you think sometimes... No, here's an interesting question. Do you think that sometimes um, certain things that are explored and said actually have a voice of them their own so it goes back to Explain. your question right where yeah. like um because you were like it, it came from what you just said which is no we'll let the material finish for itself right as in the material as in the 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 exploration of this topic had a voice that was working through you right um that, that's an, so maybe it's for the next episode each, through each other it's the uh connection right it's the flow of communication the was well, so like certain things manifest through people without the control so, kind of there's a flow to conversation right there's a flow to the benefits of having nothing